Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soapy Rao Show. Today, I'm joined uh, by an extremely interesting gentleman. He's a friend. Uh, he's, uh, he's someone I met um, a couple of years back. He's uh, a mind coach. He's an entrepreneur. And he's got a, a lot of great stories to tell. And he's got a lot of stuff that can help you and help a guarantee to help you. And it's also helped me. Uh, so without any further delay, please welcome uh, to the episode, Mr. Nimrod Mon Brockman. Hi, Mon. How are you? Thank you. And hello. Hello. Such a pleasure to catch up with you after a long lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. How are you, Sandeep? I'm, I'm doing well, brother. Missing, How are uh, seeing you. I know it's you know it feels like uh, I th- I think the last time we met uh, you were uh, guiding me through this uh, session, which was literally I think two days before I recorded my uh, special, which which feels like um, you know ages ago, and I think it has been ages twenty twenty uh, Feb. That was when we met last. Uh, so how has it been for you? Because you're a very positive person and i think that really rubs off when people meet you and you sort of tend to keep your mind busy and you have a lot of activities you're doing a bunch of things so let me just ask you how you been past 20 months so past 20 months was uh, incredible mm-hmm. um, if i will uh, start uh, talking from uh, our session mm. which i think uh, i learned uh, quite a lot from you those <laughs> sessions um, yeah. uh, how to adapt and I think the next uh, 20 months which we didn't prepare for them were all uh, about adaptation. You know it's so strange Uh, that you taught me these things right I I just wanted to add that (laughs) you taught me these um, and I want to talk about it in in further sort of in depth later about this practice of letting go and this adapting to environments and but literally we, we we none of us knew this is going to hit us. It was around the corner because it was the first week of Feb when we met. And literally six weeks later, we were in a lockdown, which just continued in some shape or form. And we're sitting here now, 2021, September. So it literally, I got tools from you and uh, tips from you, which I didn't know I would need so desperately in a very, very near future, right? So, so yeah, this uh, 20 months was, uh, uh, we're all about uh, adapting Mm. And uh, accepting, I would say. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I would might be uh, sound a little bit extremist, but this is a little bit like a World War Three, in the mm. sense that you know everyone are involved, uh, everyone uh, economy uh, certainty, the day to day life got changed in a way. Mm. Um, so so I think when we look on the global uh, situation. Uh, it's not only those who have more uh, money resources uh, yeah. could manage it better. It was actually those who had, I would say, the life skills to be able to manage themselves with this uh, uncertainty and unusual uh, life. I think that's uh, extremely um, true and important because it was indiscriminate in who it impacted right i mean of course the 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 symptoms were more hard hitting to people who didn't have access to healthcare etc but every every way that people look took for granted at how they look at their lives and what they can say okay this is normal this is what i can wake up to everything that was entirely sort of thrown on its head and but let me just um you know you obviously have lived in india for a few years so this uh, move for you and in, this, in a time of a pandemic 
Um, how did you feel as someone who's not from here, you're from Israel, um, and of course Israel had a very different approach to dealing with the pandemic. They have a very different economy, a very different society. So just to compare the two, how did it feel for you living here, uh, being from Israel during a situation like this? Um, I must admit that uh, I would say the first half, if we are calculating until now, mm. still a way to go, but the, the first half uh, being in India were much more comfortable for me than being in Israel. Mm. How come? I think uh, first, uh, I think India, the country, had more knowledge of how to manage diseases, ah, like right. that. Right. Um, you know, I would say Israel is more equipped with war situations, mm. but not pandemics like that. If right. I'm not wrong, India needed to manage at least uh, two or three more uh, different diseases while managing the 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 COVID pandemic. Yeah. So I think from a, a logistic perspective, for understanding from the the people on the streets that understand what's going on and how to manage things, I felt much more comfortable in India compared to my friends in Israel. So in, in what way would you say comfortable? Like, uh, of course, you mentioned that one is from a p- perspective of dealing with more frequent uh, outbreaks of some disease or the other. But um, was did you sense a feeling of, um, I mean, how would you say comfortable? I'm just trying to understand. Like, did you feel um, beyond a cultural point? Did you feel like you had, um, you know, a, a community you could rely on, friends you could kind of count on? Or did you just feel like the whole landscape, which is from government to individuals, was just much more conducive for you at this time? So so I think it's a combination of um, an advanced logistics that uh, mm. India already had before that, which oh, means okay, that uh, personally... Personally, I didn't need to leave the house even before COVID to get all my groceries, all my mm. food, everything that I need for my house, for my home. Um, so n- nothing really changed in my habits. Yeah, I'm sure that for others it might change, and yeah. they were used more to the local shops, to to the unique places where they are buying the groceries and stuff like that. True, um, but. Uh, if I will compare to Israel, uh, it, or, or many Western countries, I would say, mm. they rush into the supermarkets, they empty the shelves. Yeah. They had uh, issues with supply. Exactly. Yeah. And in India, it was not like that. Uh, again, I'm talking from my own personal perspective. Yeah. Uh, it might be that others uh, experience it slightly different. Mm. But... Uh, the shop could supply most of the products that needed, um, whatever needed to be closed and yeah. whatever needed to be managed again in where I needed to move. Uh, when I compare it and discuss it with my friends, my life were much more comfortable in India. Um, and I would uh, include uh, even a three more friends that got stuck in my house, a Swedish uh, friend and uh, two Americans. Mm-hmm that when they spoke with their families and with their friends back home, it sounded much more stressful 
much more uh, challenging to you know to get the food they wanted to to get the to manage the logistics they needed yeah uh, compared to our life here in india you know that's such an interesting thing that you know because of our density of population and also i think the most important thing you, you highlighted is because we're constantly facing adversity in india either on a daily basis with traffic or with um, not a very established practice of how things are like you know you said the super large departmental stores but at the same time because of our density people are, are in close contact which also can be a problem when it's spreading a disease or a virus but we are able to adapt and even shops shopkeeper shop owners businesses are on the go so they really know how to sort of quickly adapt to a situation and of course profit from it but as a result everyone is on uh, is not really like taken aback for too long they're like i feel like from my experience living in america it's, it's such a people are so get they get so comfortable with certain things that to, to break out of that it just shocks them and it takes a little longer yeah 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 and and i think uh, at the same time um personally personally i i just decided to to do a shift in my mind okay to say okay this is a new the new situation it is mm. what it is and how do we managing ourselves how do we manage the company how do we uh, keep on going with what we have um, and i would mm. say in this case i would uh, you know i can relay on some of my grandparents stories from the holocaust mm. uh, that i uh, been uh, uh, i i i heard them so many times and you know i read some of the stories um about you know how do you find yourself in a unwanted situation and it's your choice to be able to survive to do the best in that situation and to find the ways to to manage it so for me it yeah. was like a quick quick change okay it is so, what it is maybe it's a week maybe it's a two years maybe i don't know it doesn't matter right so that how do you prepare yourself for that because i think um this is something i'd like to hear your story on this because i i'd like to share mine after you 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 tell me your the initial thing right this because you are quite involved with people when it comes to their mindset so when say for instance we want to just go back for to create that context for people so you can just sort of take them through it you're sitting there you are um okay you're in a you're in a foreign country but your um your 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 daily life has not changed as much because you're doing things which you could do maybe not um going to the office or going and meeting meeting clients but you can work from home you can meet them online you can get your stuff delivered but now there's a lockdown there's um a very limited chance of you visiting back home or leaving the country your um entire sort of perspective is confined to your house and your home and i wouldn't say uncertainty of losing your job but there is a certain amount of uncertainty like okay so how would you as a mind coach or someone who's kind of in touch with what your mind goes through at a moment like that what was what were your first few thoughts or your first few plans you put into place to adapt yourself yeah, i i'm smiling because i think i started training that at the age of 6 okay okay um, yeah yeah so i'm quite lucky on that Um I was a, a professional athlete and represented Israel as a fencer internationally. How cool. Um, okay. 
Yeah. Um, so that's a long pointy a, thing, right? Where you wear a mask. It's, that's great. I didn't know that about yes, you. I didn't yes, know you're yes, a fencer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and I think this is, uh, it's an individual sport. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I didn't have a great team or a great club. I mm. needed to figure out things by myself. Mm. So, you know, uh, 12 years of my childhood went into figure out things for myself, how to train myself, uh, how to improve myself, but at the same time, how to perform in crucial moments. Mm. Uh, how to uh, cope with uh, stressful situations, how to be able to be there in the money time. Um, and I would say that in a funny way, right after that, in Israel, uh, military is compulsory. So I joined mm. the Israeli special forces for another four years um, of doing uh, operations behind enemy line rescue uh, uh, soldiers from all type of uh, scenarios. So you've been you've been in combat situations. Yes, as well. Man, I I just want to know. I don't know how you would sort of it when you're under fire when you're in in combat mode, if that's the right word. Um, and now, right now, you're living as a civilian. Um, and I, I know it's completely disconnected from what we just spoke about the, the pandemic. But this is something which is, it, it I you know when I read books about you know special force operations or read about you know old wars whether it's a you know whether it was with 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 horse and swords or whether it's with guns and warships it there's a certain kind of mindset you enter when you're in battle mode right when you're in a in a war situation and it, can you ever recover from that because since you've seen both sides and you are working with the mind what goes on i mean i i, I know that it's it's a very deep question in in it may not be just for a podcast to answer, but what goes on? Like, because it's the ultimate fear of human beings. And I remember you telling me something uh, when I came for a session or a few sessions with you about uh, preparing for the worst or something, right? Um, so I think that the, the magical word is a mindset. Right. How do you choose and set your mind for those situations? knowing that you can go in and out. Mm. Um, I think one of the challenges uh, we have is uh, certainty and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And we as a society, as human being, trying to create so much certainty so it will be more comfortable for us, which makes sense. Right. What uh, fortunately I could uh, experience and train from a young age, and this mm. is what I'm doing now, uh, as entrepreneur with my team is train others to be in this situation. Uh, and when I said to be in this situation, to train their mind to be able to choose on which state of mind they want to be and how to create an environment that they can, they, they can function. So, uh, so it doesn't matter. So both certainty and uncertainty. Yeah. Of course. Uh, right. We want uh, to create certainty in uncertainty. We want to create a, a, a comfort in uncomfort. This is, mm. I would say, the main game um, of life as I see it and as a, a mind trainer or a mind coach. How do you allow yourself first and others mm. 
to be okay with situation that's supposedly not okay. And therefore, for me, it doesn't matter if it's a war zone, um, it's a, a fight with your partner or a fight with your wife or a mm. pandemic. Mm. It's Eventually, it's all the same thing. And um, therefore, you can even create a kind of a, a formula, a method to train people to be able to break it so it's much more easy for them to identify the situation and to shift. Uh, and what do I mean shifting? Being in this uh, uncomfortable situation, mm. but find the comfort. Mm. Being in this uncertainty, but find the certain. Um, and eventually right. it's all about action. How do you find the right actions mm-hmm. um, from, from a, I would call it coherent or balanced state of mind, yeah. Um, which together creating a flow. Um, right. If my mind is in a, a coherent and balanced space and place yeah. and I need to uh, get into action, I will be able to streamline all this process much easily than uh, if we compare it to a situation that we don't know what to do. The action is unknown. I don't mm. know how to function or my state of mind is very confused, uh, very blur. Uh, and, and therefore, I'm feeling lost, so I don't know the directions. You mentioned a very interesting word, the balance, right? Because I'm just going to quickly give you a sense of what, uh, because, you know, you, 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 you helped me through a few months in 2019 before this. And we, I want to talk about those things, a few things you mentioned there, which came in really handy, but which are also sort of something which have stuck with me. But... When the pandemic hit and we went into lockdown, just for context, is I was doing comedy shows. My lifestyle was all about nightlife, doing shows, heavy drinking, smoking, and kind of like a, a relentless um, sort of head, headlong rush towards this outcome, which was never being realized. And as a result, being disappointed um, and not enjoying what I'm doing, but just waiting and focusing on the byproducts of what I thought should I, I should enjoy and deserve, as opposed to enjoying the experience of creating and doing a show, and then putting too much weightage on the other things, on the 98% of the things that aren't in your control. So when this happened, it literally, uh, you know, stopped me in my tracks, and I'm like, what do I have to do now? There's no shows. So then the biggest thing I started doing is unlearning and stripping away all the things that I was doing because I was just expected to do or I was doing it for external validation or I was doing it uh, for some strange reason that I needed to achieve something. So then when I had nothing, uh, I mean, it didn't happen overnight, of course, it's just like it was a slow process, still happening. But the moment I started realizing a couple of things, one is to let go uh, and not sort of worry too much about things which are not in your control, but more importantly, do things because you see a purpose in it for yourself. You enjoy the process of doing it and it it, it gives you satisfaction in some way. Satisfaction being whether it's physical pleasure, whether it's being uh, a sense of um, realizing time or spending time with yourself and learning about it or something as simple as just, you know, sitting in the afternoon, not doing anything. Being bored, I think, is also something I'm trying to cope with, which is nice. But what 
I really um, then sort of started doing is saying, okay, I've done so many things now. And the fact that because I don't see myself in a certain light and don't value myself, there were so many things I did, these practices or these behaviors. And once I said, okay, no more of this, or at least I attempted to say no more of this, then I started taking things up, not for pe- other people to say, oh my God, you are playing a song, it's amazing, or your joke is great. But I would start doing smaller things, right? Literally waking up early, which made me feel better. Uh, doing things without publishing it, announcing it, without waiting for someone else to prompt me, saying, shouldn't you exercise, you'll be fitter. And the reason I mentioned this um, is because it led up from the fact that I did, I still do, and I went to a therapist who's great. But then I met you, and you did something which is very interesting, um, is that you helped me deal with this, these two words, which is anxiety and depression, which which is a big thing coming out, out coming out of this pandemic, is when I met you and I mentioned my entire history of my eye condition, all these patterns, the behaviors, my career, all these things. You kind of broke it down. You didn't you didn't really say, okay, let's look at how the comedy can uh, be solved and how we can get you into a successful mode. How how do we break your lifestyle down? We need to quit. You need to quit drinking right now. You need to this thing. Um, I think you approach it from a very interesting way and that's why I sort of gave a bit of um, you know context uh, from 2020 to the to what we're talking about now is I think you told me one is this importance of letting go and not worrying too much of what might happen like for instance you took the example of me walking uh, not not being comfortable walking on a footpath and you took me for three sessions to the park near your office and a couple of times you grabbed my cane in my head I'm going what a cruel bastard right how can he do this to me (laughs) but you said okay I'm going to walk with your cane you know for a fact that I'm not going to leave you stranded in the middle of the road so now get over the fear that you're going to be run over beyond that I'm going to look out for you so it's okay if you fall uh, but but just let go of that tension in your body and that one small thing like even from that to you making me do little exercises in the park and rolling over just it seemed like a very sort of basic activity but I can't tell you the amount of release I got from it and those tips to the other very important thing which you told me I'm just sort of some summarizing it and I, there's a lot more you did but something as simple as you saying there's only um the, the elements, the ingredients that everyone receives are similar. The only thing that is different from one person to another is the perspective. How do they receive these things? So when you're aware of that, and those made sense to me rationally, but I started feeling it only in the past 10 months. So I just wanted to give you a sort of a situational update, if you want, a sit rep, as they call it in the armed forces, <laughs> to uh, what you told me to how it sort of realized. So first of all, thanks for helping out. I need to thank you. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the challenge is always to uh, accept new things. And uh, those who are willing to be open-minded and try new things and be open to these explorations mm-hmm. uh, can enjoy the benefits. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to so, see, right, so, one? Like when you're looking at your clients, uh, not all of them, but when you're in that, it's hard to see... Uh, yourself out of it or see the change because you're so kind of bogged up in it right so what would you tell someone who's so caught up in their own anxiety they're caught up in their own moment so deeply what would maybe be an initial tip and I, I don't make this a session but just maybe a basic tip how do they take a step back if they're so immersed in their worries as you mentioned there are two important words the first one is let go mm-hmm. the 
challenge with that that, as you say, when we are so much into a situation that makes us anxious and worried and uh, uncomfortable, it's very difficult to accept this simple term of letting go because there's a reason why you are not letting go. Yeah. Um, what makes the difference is perception. Uh, I think many of the games that we play together in our sessions yeah. were uh, different perception games. Yeah. You perceive that you can't go on a pedestrian uh, easily and we ended up after, uh, uh, I would say, maybe three sessions that you are jumping uh, on uh, 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 above obstacles yeah. uh, very easily compared to the first session that you were uh, doing like uh, two, three steps because you notice an obstacle and you are not sure. Yeah. The game is uh, to perceive things in a way that allow you to go forward. Mm. If you perceive things that holding you back, if you perceive things in a way that limiting you, if you perceive things in a way that putting you in a, a dark corner in mm. your life, personally or socially, you perceive things, I would not say wrong, you perceive things in a way that uh, uh, making you stagnant. And for okay. me, the game here is which perception will help yeah. you to find a flow that you can keep on going. Because there is no right perception or wrong perception. Okay. It's a perception that suddenly, and I say suddenly because we had it in our sessions and I have it, have this experience with so many different clients from kids uh, with behavioral problems to uh, Olympic athletes to businessmen and uh, CEOs mm. that they're coming with one mindset of some very challenging situation. Mm. And just by perceiving the same situation with the same information, Mm. In a different way, suddenly things are getting connected very easily and they are feeling very differently. Uh, emotionally, yeah. uh, uh, the body feels very different. Um, the, I would say the brain and cognitively they can function much better just because they are on the, I'm calling it the right channel. You know, if you watch yeah. a movie that you really don't want to watch, then you will feel Accordingly, if you just uh, change the channel, suddenly you are watching a movie that you would like to see and you are happy with that. Now, I some, of us like a, yeah. some of us like a horror movie. I can't, you mm -hmm. know, I don't like it, but some other people like it and they really enjoy and for them it's a great entertainment. Yeah. And, and maybe documentary is like super boring for them. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would say for me, it will be the opposite. So there is no right perception or wrong perception or right channel and wrong channel. This yeah. why I'm also trying not to use, you know, a positive and negative. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think that's a very true um, distinction, right? Because if you say good and bad, people want to identify with good. And, and I think that's another thing, right? It's, it's, it's a constant state um, of people being told nowadays that uh, you, you have to be happy, you have to be positive, positive thinking, positive reinforcement. Well, it's great, but there's no, th 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 just by nature of things, it's a cycle, right? You will have, um, you will be happy, you will be sad, you will be angry, you will be, um, you, you will be less angry, you will be rich, you will be poor, you will experience all of it. So you can't have an either or system. And I think that's a great distinction when you said it's not good or positive or negative, it's just uh, how it, um, how you how you receive it and how it helps you move in a certain direction. 
Exactly. If if I will be even more clear for those who are listening to us, the basics, the fundamentals of uh, us as human being and as us animals, we are like a tra- threat detector. Mm-hmm. We are trying to detect threats around us using right. our senses um, to identify what is healthy for me. What is poison? What is good for me? What is bad for me? Mm-hmm. Where can I go? Where I should not go? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we as human, we complicated our life in a way that these threat detectors mm-hmm. are sometimes getting confused or it's <laughs> overwhelming. It's too much yeah. uh, cross information, um, mm. especially nowadays with all the uh, external stimulus from the yeah. media and newspaper and everything is so uh, each of us are so exposed yeah it can be very confusing for that system and in mm. this case the threat system is actually keep on shouting keep on detecting things yeah. and and telling us oh there's a problem there's a problem there's a problem so you're on edge if that's the word right word all the time right you you are feeling Threaten all the time. Threaten. Yeah. Uh, for me, being on the edge is a more positive thing. I like okay. people. I like taking people and myself to the edge. Right. As, right. Uh, we did together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I must tell uh, the audience that uh, one of my favorite uh, exercises was that I was uh, pretending blind. With yeah. A stick. And, and Sandeep <laughs> took me around the park, and 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 people and people around us were freaking out. What's going on with the situation? It makes no sense. Yeah, it is the blind <laughs> leading the pretending to be blind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. You know, some of the times I'm like, do I really want to come back for the next se- session? But at the end of it, I would be like, you know, I want to come back because it's it's um. It's a very unconventional approach, right? You expect, like, even in a session which you're going for, there is some expectation. You expect a certain uh, approach by a certain therapist. Going, okay, okay, you have to sit on a couch and uh, uh, talk, um, talk, talk out loud. Think about your problems, state them out. But we did that the first time, and second time you're like, okay, you ready to go? I'm like, wait a second. There was no outdoor activities <laughs> listed in this session, so I was like, but one second, where, why? But I, I, are you, I was literally like, don't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy like I and this was a time where my anxiety was so bad like getting into the car and coming to a building outside my home was very nerve-wracking I was like oh my god will be will there be someone there to help me will I find my way up the stairs will I get stuck in the elevator or what's going on what's going on and I get to your place finally I'm like whoo okay now I'm finally familiar with this office layout I know Mon's office I know people around here someone will help me the moment I got comfortable with that you're like oh we're going to the park I'm like dude <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing this though. Is exactly, yeah, this is this is exactly you know the what uh, me and my team are trying to create um, with our clients, with the groups, with our workshops, with corporates, with whoever is willing to uh, grasp grasp these experiences, mm-hmm. is to help them uh, understand and detect how much the uh, track threat. System is shouting too early, right? And 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 how they can confuse uh, this threat system mm-hmm. uh, in one way, but in the other way, actually helping themselves to understand that it's a uh, shouting unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, and then 
and I would say in this point, this is the let go, which makes sense because then yeah. you understand, okay, my mind is shouting that my body is feeling that, but actually if I will just try and do that, mm. I see that there's nothing there that I should be threatened of. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, the whole system from the mind to the nerve system to the whole physiology, learning a, a, a new homostasis, a new balance saying, okay, yeah. this is actually not so bad. This is actually yeah, okay. Yeah, there's a rewiring this that actually, takes place. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But we can't rewire ourselves in a comfortable situation. No. And this is one no. of the things that I, I, I learned, um, I would say, uh, with lots of pain through my military training. Right. As I How is it like, can you give me an example, like being on the front line behind enemy lines? Like, can you just give maybe, I don't know what you can divulge, what you can't, but just... Maybe an anecdote, maybe an incident under fire. Just what, what, what are you feeling at that time? Uh, there, there are two things, what you want to feel and what you are feeling. Yeah. And the best thing is the, the same. Um, okay, okay. For me, again, personally, um, it was very clear that... I'm, I'm, when I'm crossing the uh, enemy line, there is a very, uh, a clear mission. Mm-hmm. But in my case, it was lots of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. It's part of uh, our mission where uh, search and rescue. Right. Um, using uh, helicopters. We never knew exactly what are we going for. Mm. We, okay, so we the mission itself very, right Okay. Exactly. The, the, mm-hmm. the mission was to take soldiers out. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. we'll get information about two and eventually we will end up with seven. Mm. Sometimes we'll say, okay, these guys, you know, they are two uh, severely injured, uh, in, uh, injured and uh, yeah. there are three more that are very uh, having light injuries, but still they need to get out. And then we are landing and we find a totally new scenario. So, it's a constantly so changing in, landscape, right? Exactly. So yeah. I think this is where I was uh, fortunate to be trained, uh, I would say by the best people, to be ready for uncertainty, to enjoy, and I would say even to get excited of jumping into uh, uh, these uncertain situations and missions, operations. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, most craziest ones um, was an operation that we were not supposed to take. A different team was supposed to take some uh, issue where uh, happened in the team, and instead of that, they asked my team to quickly go. Right. So all the equipment was messed up. We got the information very late. Um, we we were not sure what's going on, and the. The worst of all, uh, when we were at, at some point I, after the border, our helicopter were shooting a, a self-defense missiles, right. which basically sing, says that some missiles are being shot at us. Right. Now you are sitting in a box, a flying box, that you mm-hmm. can't do anything. Yeah. And you hear these missiles going on. And, you know, after a few weeks of... Uh, um, uh, constant operations, the news are full with situations that uh, happened and mistakes and problems and 
And yeah. all I could envision is, you know, the headlines of tomorrow newspaper and what happened to, to our team, last moment change and right. how uh, bad luck it is. And, and I must say that in that point of time, I could uh, see a very clear junction. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to uh, one side, which I'm getting confused, getting nervous, getting anxious about what might happen to me. Yeah. Or I'm choosing to take a very clear direction, saying, this is the situation. Whatever mm-hmm. is going to happen now, I'm being trained to manage it. I have the skills. My team right. can can do it. And uh, as a commander, I will be very clear with my instructions. Mm. And being sure that at the moment we are going to land, we will be uh, facing more surprises, uh, which actually happened mm. um, because we couldn't find the team and we didn't have much time to stay on the ground waiting for them. So we needed to quickly run and find them. Again, we had much more uh, operators jumping into our helicopter uh, injured than right. we expected. Um, and it was a, 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 from one hand, it was a total chaos. Yeah. But with this junction of decision, uh, feeling comfortable in this discomfort, mm. finding the clarity in this uh, very uh, vague and unclear situation mm. helped me and my team to take a very clear decisions, uh, including, you know, giving supply to the team that left yeah. in on the ground, taking all the uh, injuries with us, organize mm. them perfectly and being able to manage the whole situation, a uh, clean and cut. Um, so oh, so yeah. I think, you know, yeah. when you ask about the experience for me, is this moment of, okay, I'm entering into this uh, uncertain zone, but I'm very certain. And, and I think this is what I'm trying to bring into uh, my today work. And this is what my team, you know, keep on talking with everyone. You need to you trust know? yourself. It's all about you trust trusting yourself. yourself. And letting and if go. If you find think, something yeah. that... Yeah. You, so, so this is uh, correct. You let go of the things that are confusing you. You are letting go of the things that making you heavy. You let go of the things that making you doubt yourself mm. and you found uh, and you want to find the trust, the self-trust that you yeah. know that you can do it with an open mind that if there are some missing skills, you are willing to, to learn them, to yeah. expand your abilities and go for that. You know, very important thing, I think uh, we, we came to this, we arrived at this this this, this sort of thought process i mean I, I i think you've helped me and you know all, all the various resources that i've um i've had access to you know for instance the constant and i use myself as an example and i don't mean to talk only about my story but um when you are only looking and, and you mentioned this when you're in that state of mind the perspective whatever you want to call it where you're looking at receiving all the ingredients in a way where you feel um you know you don't look at it a um with an outlook which is beneficial, which can move you forward, which can help you flow, but you kind of you use all of that instead to kind of um, you know b- add on the burden to yourself, saying, "Oh, look at my lot in life. Why are things not working out?" 
it's the exact thing for me. The shift was I used to always look at going, why can't I see? Why did my eyes go bad? Why is my life so screwed? Why am I not getting a break? That was my narrative, right? Focusing on what I'd lost. But since we met and since 2020, 2021, the outlook, the slow, slow shift has happened and it's happening and continues to happen. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to experience is I am focusing not on what I lost, but how can I live life? I wouldn't say to the fullest potential, but eventually, hopefully, how, how can I live my life with what I have? And just that change is, is immensely reassuring and it's quite powerful in itself. Yeah, and you, you can't see my skin, but uh, all of it got uh, goosebumps. Um, because this is, I would say, it's, uh, uh, one of the things that make me personally the most excited when I see others able to not just say it, but I would say execute it and live life like that. And uh, one of the best uh, examples like you is all the uh, power Olympic athletes that uh, mm. just you know uh, finish the uh, power Olympic games yeah and I watch both and I must say that it doesn't matter how great are the greatest of the athletes yeah when you see the the power Olympic athletes you understand that each of them done, so much more mm. than any other human being. It's the ability to find, to, yeah. to, to say, okay, I can function only 30%. Yeah. And, but this 30% is my 100 and I'm going full on with that. And, you know, it doesn't matter if it's only the hand is moving or, or yeah. the whole body or, or maybe some cognitive issues or, yeah. or whatever it is, physical challenges this uh, motivation to go with what we have i think mm. this is the most powerful tool we as human can create for ourselves yeah it's it's truly remarkable what they've achieved it's it's fantastic you know just to hear the stories of people you know finding their i i'd say finding even that 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 courage every day to do it is tremendous Exactly. And, 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 I, and, and this is what I don't necessarily talking about the end result, reaching yeah. to the Olympics and getting and winning a medal. Yeah. It's waking every morning, knowing that you, maybe you can't leave your bed alone and you need to call someone. Yeah. Maybe knowing that you can't go for the toilet by yourself. No, that, that is you the might hard part. Not that able to hard. dress yourself yeah. and still going for that messlessly no, fearlessly just keep on going and and you know i think each of us can do that you don't need to be a power olympic yeah you don't need yeah. to have those challenges you know yeah um, actually i wanted to talk about that you know when in a day uh, and age where we hear the word anxious and depressed and ptsd and people are so screwed and at least they're like mental health issue, illness has become one of the biggest it's a, it's, a, it's a pandemic in itself. Um, and as you mentioned a few minutes back, the exposure to all these influences, social media, etc., etc., foods and whatever. Um, how, like, see, for someone like you, you've, you've trained Paralympic athletes, you've been in situations of combat, you've 
seen the worst of human nature you've seen the best of human nature and when you come back to society and you see civilians and of course i'm in no way undermining anyone's issue saying it's 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 to belittle it or saying it's not important but when you say for instance are dealing with a person who's who's recovering from a combat situation and you're trying to get them to get to this framework to function in a certain channel and the next thing you meet you know just to give an example i'm not saying this is true but a whiny ceo saying but nobody likes me nobody respects me how do you <laughs> how do you treat <laughs> them with the same um you know i wouldn't say seriousness but how do you say how do you in your mind say okay both need the same amount of attention i'm going to approach them as independent problems because it's very i would someone like me be like dude you know what go home have a cup of coffee and sleep because you're irritating me right how do you not do that like how do you not trivialize a problem because it seems one day you're sitting and you've seen the hardest case you've dealt with by someone who's lost both their legs and now you're training them for something which is the biggest event of their life and next thing you have a person going but you know i i don't get enough attention on social media like i'm just throwing it out there i'm not saying these are real cases but how how do you reconfigure yourself to be honest and i'm very honest each of us have his own way to perceive life mm-hmm. and i can't judge that yeah i'm i'm not allowed to judge it mm-hmm. you know rich people have rich problem people yeah yeah poor people have uh, poor people problem yeah there's no any difference mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah it it's a perception that matter mm-hmm. and if if one perceives that he doesn't have enough followers or his mother said something to him or you know his father doesn't give him enough money mm-hmm. all of those things for me is exactly the same like someone will tell me listen i can't dress myself and every time i need to go for the toilet someone need to come with me and it's you know it's very frustrating mm-hmm. there is no any difference for me it's all about okay this is perception a this is how mm-hmm. you perceive your reality mm-hmm. and now the question is what are you willing to do with that right are you willing to challenge yourself and change it or are you choosing to keep on whining on that mm. and, and 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 then it doesn't matter again if it's uh, you know meeting someone like you or meeting a an olympic athlete mm-hmm. or a, a, a businessman or kids mm-hmm. with uh, behavioral issues i think For what me, you're saying is true empathy it, you know yeah. it's true empathy maybe it's a word overused but i from what i'm what i'm hearing you say it's nice if people can be like that because then you're not you're not putting judgment i mean of course as you said you know you you, you that what they do with it is the, the decision they take but what you just said now is you don't you don't brush everyone with the same strokes saying okay everyone is supposed to be like this you're you're giving them the chance to sort of say okay you despite your lot in life you have I mean, I would say entitled to, but you do have your certain set of problems, right? So, uh, I I would say that empathy is 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 the correct one. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would say you know being objective and more than everything is respect others' right. perspectives. Mm. Um, I I, I wasn't like that. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I I wasn't like that as a child. 
and uh, definitely not as an athlete. Mm. Um, but I think this is one of the things that I chose to train myself, um, mostly for my own health and wealth. Right. At the moment, me personally can say, okay, this is others' perspectives mm. and this is how they see life. Because of the genetics, because of, you know, the life scenarios. Just recently, I volunteered in Israel with mm-hmm. a, a ex-military guys that having PTSD and you hear the stories, you know, every session with them were something that, you know, you can't believe how they're still functioning in life. Mm. Um, as well as listening to businessmen that, you know, complaining they don't have enough money. Yeah. And then you're like, how does it make sense? But again, yeah. it's not, I, I don't want to put their perception in my mm. reality. And, and for me, yeah. this is the best way to maintain my, uh, uh, I would say, mental, uh, life, my health, and this is my training, um, which I'm wishing and working with others to help them understand that each of us is a unique person and have his mm. own perception. And if we can understand that and we can work on our own perception, then it doesn't matter what's going on around us. We'll mm. be able to fit, adjust, adapt, and grow in that situation i don't think um i i i don't think that that um people appreciate the importance of perception i think um you, you said it perfectly that that's the only way that you can adjust and live is is how you manage your perception right and i really like that line you can't put their perception on your reality that's a really cool line but i think you're doing amazing work i think personally i've benefited from working with you and definitely uh, calling your friend and benefited from knowing you and um if people want to uh, um reach out to you is there a website uh, is there a way they can get in touch with your team and you so uh, uh via the social media they can find us on the behavioral foresight we behavioral also foresight. have a, a a website for that that mm-hmm. again they can just write behavioral foresight mm-hmm. um, I'm also partnered in another company called PhD potential mm-hmm. health development which uh, working on nutrition and why I'm speaking about it now because we found the connection between the uh, gut health and the mental health mm-hmm. which uh, especially for nowadays it's super crucial so we can uh, people can find you know my team also via the social media of phd potential health development mm-hmm. and uh, through these two companies they can reach out to us and uh, we will uh, promise to do our best to take care of the uh, overall health and performance and as i said earlier i i vouch for it because i mean it's truly amazing and the sincerity the dedication and just um 
the fact that you know it's beyond just a session it's beyond just therapy it's beyond the labels it's beyond thing it's an actual um extension of you know you really um you know you really feel um the 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 entire sort of extension of what you know and how you apply that it's it's amazing so um yeah i'll put all the details in the description and mon um truly thank you man for everything you've uh, uh achieved accomplished i know it's not important but you've achieved and accomplished a lot uh which <laughs> and uh, the great work that you're doing um appreciate it and thanks for being on the uh, episode thank you thank you so much for uh, first being you and uh, <laughs> you need to talk to my no, wife about I, that i'm not sure how much she appreciates that. <laughs> you know they say that lie right just be yourself and when you are yourself they're like no be someone else <laughs> no but i'm saying it because i could see you know when we started and i can see it now this inner fire to act to find mm-hmm. solutions to to do things differently and see and explore how it's working for you this is what i'm talking about which very few people uh, will be willing to do in your scenario and in general so thank you for your podcast and initiating you know all of those things for everyone thank you i really appreciate that and um, respect those words thanks Welcome welcome. Cool. We'll meet soon and I'm going to this time I'm going to, I'm not just going to walk you down the footpath I'm going to drive you around. <laughs> <laughs> you are taking the comfort away. We yeah. will make sure that uh, we'll take you to the edge on that. <laughs> the Formula 1 driver. I will <laughs> I, I will join the ride if you are the driver. That's what I'm I'm going to drive you around. I'm I'm going to start okay, in perfect. <laughs> Yeah that that let's see how that works. <laughs> But thanks Bon appreciate it again. Uh, uh thanks for coming on the episode. Thank you for all those who are listening to us. Uh, hope you enjoy what we had to say and uh keep on going. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, and I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it, and of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.